On this episode of Creepy Chisme, we explore the strange world of superstitions and talk about their possible origin stories. Also, I give an update on the Tristan Bailey murder case. Has justice finally been served? Then, my family share more creepy chisme and stories. You don't want to miss it. Come join in, if you dare. Hola mi gente, bienvenidos. I'm your host Lore, and this is Creepy Chisme. Some stories and info are not suitable for all, especially young children. Listen at your own risk. Hola mi gente! Happy spring! This season of birth, rebirth, and new, right? Happy holy month to my religious gente out there. Happy bunny month to y'all sinners who ain't religious. <laughs> Just kidding, I'm right there with you anyway. How y'all doing? Me? I'm doing good. So many have reached out, I'm a little overwhelmed. Mostly because now I really have to be organized and keep a schedule. But I'm so excited for the future of Creepy Chisme. If you're here from TikTok, make sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook groups because that's gonna be my backup if TikTok gets banned. If you watch the court case against the most patient man in the world, TikTok CEO Xiao Chu, I swear I was losing brain cells watching those idiots embarrassing themselves and once again proving in this broken government of ours, you wave a couple thousand at a person, they'll jump through hoops even if they look stupid. Oh my gosh, these idiots? who obviously don't know how the internet works, are in charge of creating our laws and bills. Yes, dumb as hell. What I took from watching this is the reality is America is racist, period. I have a really great show for you today. Very interesting episode for sure. I'm telling y'all, I learned more researching this episode than I've learned in all my years in American education. So I don't want to waste any time. I want to get right into the episode. I had some of my family join me, but really, I feel like y'all are joining us because this is just a normal conversation for us, drinking wine, gossiping, and forgive my tias, but you know, as the episode goes on, things start to not make sense, we start to slur a little, people get a little crazy, the stories start going left and right. I'm telling you, I had over two hours to edit just of them it's amazing. <laughs> it was a fun night for sure. And uh, yeah, mom, you really let the cheese slip. <laughs> but before we get into our topic, I do have to do an update because y'all, something happened this week in the true crime world. So you know what that means. It's time for an updater story I've recently heard. So this week was the public hearing of Aiden Fuji, who was the prime suspect in the brutal death of 13-year-old Tristan Bailey. 
I've talked about this case a few times, but if you don't know, a quick little summary. On Mother's Day 2021, Tristan, a 13-year-old girl from Florida, was reported missing. The last two boys she was seen with were taken into questioning after a community center camera in their subdivision caught who they believed was Tristan and another individual walking around 1.30 a.m. One of those boys taken into custody was Aiden Fuji. Now, this little asshole took Snapchat videos and pictures in the back of the police car, posing in one and writing, has anyone seen Tristan? So disgusting, especially after finding out what he did just hours before. There's a lot of other details in this case, but due to camera surveillance from homes in their subdivision, it was pretty clear that Aiden was the one walking with Tristan. They have footage of them walking for about 40 minutes until around 3 a.m. Aiden is then seen with his shoes in hand running to his house and Tristan is never seen again. The next day, I believe a man walking near a retention pond found the brutally injured body of the missing girl. I remember being upset because it hadn't even been, I think, a full 24 hours and I was really hoping that they'd find her. Shortly after the body was taken in for autopsy, it was made very clear the nightmare that this young girl went through. She had been stabbed 114 times, with over 34 of them to her head and face. Six of those wounds were lethal, and the majority were defensive wounds. There's no doubt she fought for her life. They even said one head wound had the metal tip of a knife lodged in it. Later, the weapon was found in the retention pond, and they charged Fuji after finding evidence in his home, including blood on his shoes, a bloody shirt, and the knife sheath he left behind in his room. Shortly after he was held without bail, he tried to play it off that he was insane, but everyone saw right through that. It was also found that on Fuji's home surveillance video, the mom was seen washing his jeans. So she was then booked for tampering with evidence. Her trial is set for next month. So trial was to begin in February, but the defense showed up and the now 16-year-old boy, looking really different than when he was taken into custody, decided to plead guilty. So this week, the hearing was held over, I believe it was three or four days. I watched the recaps and the testimonies on YouTube every night this week. And although he's pled guilty, I'm kind of upset because I want to know how this child could ever do such a thing. So because it's a hearing, we only hear evidence as to why his punishments should be severe. So they showed surveillance videos, they mapped out his day, his walk with Tristan. I just, I want to know how he convinced her to walk so far from her house, honestly. He had a girlfriend who he spent the afternoon with, so the fact that he asked to hang out with Tristan too, it's kind of weird. I mean, he walked with her for over 40 minutes. Did he know he was going to do this? So many questions. I mean, there had to be some kind of text between the two. I'm telling you, I thought about this case all week. It kept me up at night. I was having nightmares. During the trial, we also heard from a special ed teacher who worked with Aiden, who said he had an IEP. And not that that says anything really, it was for a learning disability. She described him as cocky, but never gave problems. He did, however, give other teachers problems. 
They also spoke to a correctional officer who said that Aiden spent time in confinement a lot for protection mostly. He always had lots of commissary. I think that's what you call it. You know, like when they send you money so you can buy stuff. So I guess he'd get picked on for that. So not doing too well in there. Then the worst. We heard someone go over every stab wound on her body. It was awful. We also got to hear from her family and heard what the last two years of their lives have been like. They all suffer from some form of depression, PTSD, and so many other things. The fact that the family could even sit there in his presence and remain as calm as they did is beyond me. Because if that were me, if that was somebody I loved that I lost, in that way, ooh, you couldn't even hold me back. The trial would have been long and tedious, so although we are left with so many questions that maybe one day this prick can answer, I'm glad it was short and to the point. After just a day, the judge gathered all the evidence and gave his verdict. On March 24, 2023, Aiden Fucci, at the age of 16, was sentenced to life in prison. However, Due to his age, he is able to review the sentence in 25 years, but he can serve no less than 40 years. The judge said, although he thinks eventually Fuji can be rehabilitated, the fact he did this horrid act just to see how it felt to kill is beyond anything anyone can comprehend. To me, that is the scariest thing of all. Case closed, justice served. My heart goes out to the Bailey family, and Tristan, I hope you are at peace. All right, mi gente, you know what time it is. It's time to get creepy. Alright, welcome everyone. Thank you for joining me tonight. Let's go around and introduce ourselves. I'm Lore. I'm the host. I'm Arisa. I'm Laura. I'm Lisa. I'm Sophia. I'm Veronica. And I'm Virginia. And we also have my niece Bonnie here too. And my dad in the background. These are my familia. These are my cousins, my sister, my tias, and Yes, you heard it correct. My Thea Verge is finally here on the podcast. Woo! We got her here. We got her here. We got her here. Now, before we begin, uh, does anyone have a creepy incident, story, or maybe something you've heard recently? I've been keeping up on the whole bodies being pulled from the rivers oh, and yes. young women going missing and all that stuff. So, just keeping an eye, seeing if there's a uh, serial killer in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Like recently, that sailor that that's um, what I was just mm-hmm. up north. That sailor that disappeared to a young boy from he was from Florida originally. Twenty-one, yeah, of course, still looking for him. Oh, he was from the. He was from I can't the naval keep base. up. I can't keep they up stopped, anymore. He was from the naval base. I can't keep up anymore. Yeah, uh, something is definitely going on. But they always say that they're drunk, right? And that they yeah. fall. Yeah. Like, yeah. Now, as a kid too, we used to hear stories. 
somebody fell in the lake. Oh, somebody's drunk again and fell in the lake. But how many times can, I mean, I don't, I don't know. You know what I was thinking, though? You know how they say that um, spirits lurk in the water, yes. by water? I was thinking, because they're always by themselves. Do the, the spirits take them into the water? Do they, you know, I, I you know, I kind of feel that, that happens. Because be. they just disappear. You know how they, they, can't disappear. Disappear. they yeah. say that the lake does that. So like, you get it's so mesmerized, mesmerized by it. Yeah, that... It hypnotizes it, you. Yeah, it hypnotizes you. I wonder if that's all a part of that. Could or... be, could be. Or there's a serial killer in Chicago. Or there's a serial killer in Chicago. <laughs> a siren. It's an essence of the siren. Because <laughs> why is it always just the young, you know? Right, and... that's the thing, that's the pattern that everyone yeah. is starting to say, okay, it's these young men mm -hmm. who are out late, usually walking home alone. Like, come on, what is going And there's also a lot of other young men coming forward saying, that they've been stopped while walking home and asked if they wanted a ride by a specific type of person or car or so that's why people are talking now like what is going on that could happen too yes. it, it happened to me when i was young teenager. oh yeah mm -hmm. somebody stopped a lady i was waiting for the bus and a lady just uh stopped in a car a lady mm -hmm. and she was like hey do you want a ride and i looked at her i'm like no i'm waiting for the bus she goes i can give you a ride come on and i'm like no, and I walked away from the corners until she drove away. Then I got closer to the corner again. That was, I was like, what the heck? So I think finally the news is talking about it. And now you're mentioning another person I didn't know about, the guy up north. Yes, the sailor. Yeah, yeah. so sailor. now we have another one. Growing up in our family, we hear a lot of scary stories or somebody who experienced something. But this story really scared me. So recently I did my Skinwalker Ranch episode, right? And apparently there's another ranch that popped up called Stardust Ranch, and it's in Phoenix, Arizona. And before I tell you the story, I'm just going to give credit to the TikTok account uh, called Spirit Daily One. His name is Michael H. Brown, and he's a nonfiction author who writes like scary stories, t writes about the paranormal and stuff like that. Mm. So he talks about this Stardust Ranch in Arizona. And it's supposed to be a hot spot for also UFO stuff, but paranormal more than anything. And he told a story the other day. I don't know if I sent this to you, Lala. Um, it scared the crap out of me. So, <laughs> so Thank you for not sending it to me. <laughs> <laughs> so the home was purchased by a young couple, a man and a wife. And when they got to the home, they opened it and they realized that furniture was still in the house. So they kind of got upset, they called the realtor and they were like, hey, you said the house was moving ready and somebody's furniture is still in here. So the woman was like, give me a few hours, is it okay? I'll send my guys out there, they'll clean it out and then you guys can move in. So they went out and when they came back, the furniture was gone, but the furniture was in the pool in the backyard. So they called the realtor and they're like, you know, we appreciate that you had your movers come out, but they just threw it all in the pool. And then she goes, I didn't send my movers yet. And so the furniture oh, was no. just in the pool. Oh, gosh. Um, and then, but that wasn't the one that scared me. This is the one that scared me. So later, after living in the home for some time, yeah, some weird things would happen. Cabinets opening doors, nothing crazy. But one night, the couple decided they were going to go out for a fancy dinner. Um, it was their anniversary, I think, uh, and 
the husband said they got all dressed up. They're gonna go to this new restaurant that was about like a 45 minute drive from the ranch. And he said he remembers seeing his wife. She's wearing a red dress, she looked beautiful. So they go to this restaurant, they get to the restaurant, they sit down, just normal. The waitress comes, they order, and then the wife excuses herself to go to the bathroom before dinner comes. So as he's sitting at the table, he gets a phone call from the house. And it's his wife. And she's screaming. And she's like, pissed off. She's like, how dare you leave me at the house? She was like, I'm not even ready yet and you just took off without me. And he goes, is this a joke? Like, is this a prank? Oh, wow. And then she was like, she was pissed. Like she was crying and everything. He couldn't even express. Like, are you serious right now? <laughs> and then he he said like he says, okay, I'll go get you. Thinking like what? <laughs> he hangs up his phone and out walks his wife from the bathroom. And so he's looking at her and she sits at the table. Not, no, doesn't say anything about the phone call. And he looks at her and he says, who are you? And when he says that, the woman's eyes turned black and it scared him so much that he just stood up and booked it. Oh my god! He ran out of the restaurant and drove home and his wife was at home. Oh my god. He drove to the restaurant. Yeah, he drove to the restaurant with this thing. He sat with this thing. He talked with this thing. He said it, he really if his of... wife wouldn't have called, he would have never known. Because it was just like his wife. Sounds like a movie. Sounds like it sounds like a good movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yes. But yeah, that that scared me. That that story scared mm. me. But yeah, so, so I couldn't. Did they sleep. move out after that, or I don't know. I want to look into the oh, Stardust like... Ranch. Yeah. Okay. So see uh, what happens. I want to look into it now too. Yeah. I know. Lisa, that scared. That yeah, story scared me. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it's been a long time since I've had you guys on. I think I had you guys on in season one. I think we did Colleen. Stan was her name. The girl in the box. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So. You guys are actually highly requested. I've had a few emails asking for my tias to come back. Oh, <laughs> oh nice. I had one mean email. I had one mean email say that I suck and that I need to bring back my guests such as my tias. So, oh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I do curse people. So. <laughs> it has worked. Yes. But also, I just needed an excuse to drink wine. It's been a long time since we've gotten together right. to just drink wine and yes. talk. We're only four bottles the wine's in, guys. Good. Don't the worry. wine's good. <laughs> We're all getting flushed. We're all getting a little flushed, and I might be slurring at the end of this. So, <laughs> but um. We're not going to get too creepy today. We're going to have more fun than anything. So I figured what topic better than to do with my tias uh, than to talk about superstitions. Because as we know in Hispanic families, we're pretty superstitious. Mm -hmm. Even the people who say mm -hmm. they're not are still superstitious. Mm -hmm. yes. And it actually amazed me looking into some of these superstitions that... Even those people in the world that say they're not, they probably are, because I'm sure you've done one of these in your lifetime and you don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. So superstition. What do what do we say is a superstition? 
breaking mirrors, walking under ladders, yes, that's letting true. a black cat cross in front of you. Right. So I am a breaker of superstitions. I have broken multiple <laughs> mirrors, walked under many ladders. I still don't like to walk black under cats. ladders. No, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't like I don't walking either. under ladders. So we're gonna get into some of those. But like, what would you say if somebody didn't know? Like, what is a superstition? Like, what would you tell them? Like stuff that like you. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't know either. So, the exact definition is an excessively credulous belief in and reverence for the supernatural, meaning yes. a great readiness to believe in things or the or respect for something. Yeah, so, because that's how I feel with the ojo de venado, we call it. Mm -hmm. uh, usually we use it on little babies, you know, it's with a, a red little bracelet. To protect you know, from the evil eye. To protect eye. from the evil eye. You know, and that was something that's been brought back from my grandma, from my great-grandma, you know, whatever. It's been <clears throat> mm -hmm. in the family forever, you know. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. They call it evil eye, but... It is. It is evil. stare at you, you're like... But sometimes yes. they can't <laughs> control it. <laughs> people have a, a, a heavy aura, I think. Or what do they call it? Like their aura is real strong? Their energy. So energy. Their energy, energy, their energy yeah. is very strong. And and I've, I've met a few people who claim that they have it. And they say that sometimes they just can't control it. Mm -hmm. But they can because they know that if they go touch... Mm -hmm. the, which it's kind of weird, right at the store, if you're at the store... But if it's family or someone you know, just go touch them. Yeah. It doesn't take much to... It was my dad. My dad always believed he had that strong aura or strong energy. energy. I remember we were in Mexico and somebody had came by with a cute little baby. And the baby was already like a year old walking around. And my dad goes, oh, I got to grab this little guy because I don't want to make him sick. And, um, Just like yeah. somebody got me sick in Mexico. Yes. Right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> She's an adult. And I was a big I, kid already. I was a big I, I witnessed that. I yeah, saw yeah. that. I was oh. already a teenager. I was close, maybe not even close to 20 years old yet. The sad thing about it was it was the priest in church. You think so? <gasps> I think it was. Because we came home from church. We right? came home from church. And I remember he kept staring at my sister. She She started like feeling sick, uh, tired, and uh, uh, fever, yeah. kind of, feverish. Somebody went to go call one of my theas. Yeah. Symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. Of evil eye. Yeah. yeah. I was just, like, really out of it. I, I don't even remember it drains you stuff, honestly. Mm -hmm. I do remember my, my aunt. Tia my Thea rubbing this yeah. green thing on me and, and praying and praying. And then she showed me the, the leaf, and it was, like, really dark, the leaf. Mm-hmm. It's like it burned, like plant. it charred, like yeah. it charred. Ain't I've it? seen that plant. She goes, now go rest, go rest, go drink some water and go rest. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Here I go. <laughs> she was very weak, very weak. <laughs> I saw her. It was, I was just like, couldn't believe it, oh right? Oh my gosh, I can't believe well, this. Well, I think yeah. even if you don't have the evil eye, I think we harbor enough energy that if you're like, drawn to somebody like you're out in public and you keep staring at someone i think you can make them sick mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because people have energy in them and you keep staring at someone. because i've seen situations where people are like staring at someone and it's creepy and it makes you can feel mm -hmm. you know how like when someone's staring I, at you you feel it, I feel it. Mm -hmm. yeah 
And that's when you say, can I help you? Excuse me, I'm sorry. Yeah, take yeah. a picture, last long. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's, that's, when I, that's when I was a teenager. I used to say that, take a picture, last long. Okay. Yeah, so yes, that and was a scene. Well, for the, that evil eye, my dad's sister, his firstborn sister, well, my dad was second, and his firstborn sister supposedly had died from that, where she fevered so bad that she just died. Yeah, wow. they say the sometimes that happens, uh -huh. yes, with mm -hmm. the little baby, yes. Mm -hmm. wow. Yes, because they're, so they're so tiny. They're so tiny, they don't know how to. She was, she was a couple of weeks old. Mm -hmm. Well, when we were in Mexico, I saw it with our cousin Adrian's daughter. They had road tripped up yes. to the rancho, and she was super sick. Like, she couldn't even lift her head, anything. Yeah, and my grandma's yes. just like, all right, let me cure her. And I remember she did the thing where they put the huevo in the cup and she put the two sticks on top. Yes, that's one. That's and I'm one. like, what is that? And she's telling me, like, if the little strands go up, that means she had the evil eye. And yeah. and then the next morning, like, nothing. That little girl was running mm -hmm. around and happy, like, nothing. And that's when I was like, something okay. happened. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes the egg forms eye. you. Uh. Yes, sometimes the egg does form. It forms yes, you eye. saw it with your sister, right? Yeah. It, it forms an eye, so the egg. When, when the next day when you see it, it's mm -hmm. it's an eye, just like the eye with the eyeball. It's oh, like it's wow. cooked or something, yes, right? Yes, just like that. It's all white. Okay. Can you see the yellow yolk? But it's mm -hmm. it's like an eye. It looks like an eye. Yeah. Yes. I've seen that from my mom. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought I think that all comes from all um, the people that used to cure way back in the days and their beliefs like that you know they there's a lot of things remedies like which doctors like our indigenous our indigenous <laughs> indigenous ancestors don't yeah. call them brujas because they'll get yeah. mad no no, no they, they weren't they weren't <laughs> i didn't think of them as witches though or anything i don't know white that's what I told my dad. He's a white witch, but don't tell him that. <laughs> because, and I said, like, my grandma, too. My grandma's a white witch, whether you like it or not. She uses nature and herbs. My mother, too. That was my mom. Heels. Rest her soul. Yeah, a lot of times that works better than traditional medicine. Yeah. Yes. You know? Like, there's sometimes where a stomach ache's not going to be cured by anything over the counter. Yeah. But I know if dad And you know who was real good with all those remedios were um, my tío Regino. Yeah. He was good with all those leaves. Yeah, him and Tia Taide. Oh, my God. They could just go out and they had to say, it's <laughs> like, that's good. That's good. That's good. Use that as a tea. And I'm like, yeah. Tia Taide, when we were in Tampico. And he goes, no, pues yo sé, yo sé. When we were in Tampico, where my dad is from. Um, What's the address? <laughs> that I don't know. That I don't know. Sorry. Real quick, before we change the subject, Papa's tea is wild. I'll be, like I'll be like having like a stomachache or something, and he just goes into the kitchen, like blip blip blip, comes back, and I take like one sip, and I'm like, oh my god. I yes. Yes. Wow. I don't understand how it works. Yes. From that. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. We're just making fun of her because so. <laughs> we warned her, like, don't give out her address because last time she tried to give out, like, the address, the city, the zip code. Yeah. So, <laughs> she was social security number and everything. My credit card info is. <laughs> <laughs> That's my mom. All right, so, go ahead. So, anyways, but yeah, when we were out there in Mexico, we were um, in, in uh, by the Gulf. Mm -hmm. um, my um, Dio. Um, was real sick one day with a bad stomach ache and stuff. And he just was like telling us, he goes, I gotta go see my witch. I gotta go see my witch. <laughs> oh. And we were like, what? what? 
<laughs> and it was my tia Tai that went first to tia Tai. I said, yeah, that's it. And he called her his witch. And uh, he came back. We left so much. But she prayed on him. And she, I don't know what she used on him. He had white powder stuff all around oh him. <laughs> and we were laughing at him because he, he goes, I feel better. I, feel I was better. about to say, but I bet he felt better. <laughs> but he wasn't the only one. His, his other brothers called her like that. Too. Yeah. 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 All right, all that right. was just so funny. <laughs> so I, I mean, I guess my next question was, are we superstitious? It sounds like yes, we are. are. Yes. Or is it out of respect? It, or is it out of respect? Which is why my question is, why are Latinos very superstitious? Is it more that we just respect? We have respect we yeah, for whatever, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, don't do this because this is going to happen. I'm not, you know, my like great, 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 great grandma told me. Yeah, it's like you, you, you want to do it because the outcome of what if you didn't could be worse than I'm not like but traditionally superstitious. Like I don't hate black cats or anything. Like I, I'm not like sometimes I'll open an umbrella indoors and be like, "Ooh, guys, look!" Like, I do it all mm-hmm. You better talk uh, to yeah. your daughter. Hey, no. Get it together. No, I do. I do <laughs> too, Bonnie. I open umbrellas. Let me find out you're opening umbrellas in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I do. But I mean, like when it comes to like this stuff, like yeah, I am superstitious, but I'm not like. Everybody oh, no, carries. No, I broke a mirror. I'm mm-hmm. gonna, Everybody carries. I'm gonna get into the land or does it? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah well, like five mirrors in my life. Yeah. Yes, no. I've broken mirrors too. Isn't <laughs> yeah, I'm but, sorry. Uh, religion. It always boils mm-hmm. down to religion. Yes, everything it does. comes down. As you'll see in some of these origin stories, a lot of it goes back to religion. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yes. So yeah. So superstitions they teach us something, right? Um, they were made to maybe teach kids morals or values about the world, about life. So let me just be clear, a superstition is not a tradition. Although most times superstitions are passed down in families, we have to remember, as I just said, a superstition is more to do with what we cannot see or prove, so more of like supernatural. So in superstitions, people truly feel based on their thoughts or actions, it can affect your life. So like magic. Right? If I do this, then this can or it's will happen. How you believe in it, right? It's how you believe in it. If I don't do this, then this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it can also be categorized with not only magic, but fate or luck, right? So, yes. why yes. do we think people are superstitious? Now, in looking into this, I read that a psychologist believes it's because humans, especially in situations of high anxiety, or in a situation where you're not sure of an outcome, humans tend to like to connect events. So even if the events have no relation to each other, they still try to make it connect in a way where next time they're going to feel better about it. So a stressful or scary situation comes up, so a person's going to try to ease that stress or fear by taking steps to try and control it. For example, say you have a test, right? and you haven't studied or maybe you don't feel confident about it because you don't know what the outcome is going to be. So you take your lucky pencil or you put on your lucky chonis, right? (laughs) And you go take that test because the last time you had that pencil or those chonis, you got an A on a test you didn't study for. Bonnie, is that true? (laughs) Uh, No, but I do 
take a little uh, lucky cat figurine oh, to like bring it in. See, like I, I actually I have done that before. Ooh. Like I, I always put it in like a purse or something, like somewhere where it's safe because yes. I feel like if I lose it, then that'll be like very bad luck. Oh, and, and you know, uh, basketball. That's like my mini basketball yeah. players and mm -hmm. baseball players. They have that. Mm -hmm. Yes, about a the lot of. How's yeah. about the goat? Football players yeah. are very superstitious. The Cubs. Oh, yeah. That's, that's right. The Yes, the goat. Didn't the they goat. break that superstition? Yeah, when yeah, they, they won the World Series. Series. Yes. <laughs> when they won the World Series. One time. Series. <laughs> <laughs> we, need, we need another time. It'll be another we'll hundred years before they win again. <laughs> I put that curse on them. Yeah. We'll hey, but we will get it again. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you don't know, yeah. and you live under a rock in the Midwest, yeah. we always fight Cubs or Sox. Yeah. White Sox. <laughs> and the Cubs are better. So. Cubbies. Cubbies. Okay, mm -hmm. she plays both teams. You can't yeah. just sit here and say cubbies. <laughs> she goes fans around for them. She on. goes for the winner. Whoever I know, I have to. I have to find out all my new cubbies because there's a lot of new ones. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember somebody rooting for Paul Canary? Yeah, yeah. The World Series. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually cut his autograph, <laughs> and I'm a Cub fan. My cousin wanted my cousin. I cried when he. I cried when he left. The traders, oh. traders. Yeah. And I did not do anything when the when the Cubs won the World Series because I avoid them. <laughs> Not you me, used not to me. be a Cubs fan. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so like magic, as I've told Mihenti before, I think if you believe in something strongly enough, it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So that pencil that you took to take that test, your lucky pencil, does it really make you ace the test? Or is it the thought that this pencil is going to help me pass this test? I'm not a very religious person, but I do believe in the power of prayer. Again, because of energy. All these people mm -hmm. are praying, chanting the same thing. It's going to work. I've seen yes. it work. I've seen yes. it work. Yes. Um, but there are many people who don't believe in the supernatural or luck or fate. So to each their own. Okay, so let's explore some famous and some odd and strange superstitions. I'm going to do my best to explain how this may have originated. But again, this is Creepy Chisme. None of this is fact. The fear of 13. Mm. Now, the fear of 13 is actually called triskaidekaphobia. Triskaidekaphobia. Triska. Why do you know that? I was close. 13 is my favorite number. <laughs> Triskaidekaphobia. things with. It always brings me luck. Okay, see, oh, so. See, I find money on every Friday the 13th. So, wow. Okay. I, I only see a black cat on every Friday the 13th. That's extra good luck to me. And which I do, yeah, I, it is. They say it's good luck. So yeah. why do a lot of people fear the number 13? Now in terms of religion. It's evil. <laughs> Friday. Friday but why do we say it's evil? So Buildings in the city don't have a number 13th mm -hmm. floor. That's right. Mm -hmm. A lot of buildings, a lot of hotels. Does. Hotels, right. Um, That's a lot of airplanes Border. don't mm -hmm. have a 13th aisle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They don't do it because the company is like, oh, we don't want 13. They do it because people specifically say, like, I'm not going in 13. Like, mm -hmm. don't put me in 13. So it's not highly used, so they just don't put it put it in. The Hancock building where I worked at many years ago had no 13, and then they opened it up, and 
they were offering, I guess. I don't I don't know, but it's like There's a lot other, of people. There's other buildings there, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. other people were starting to move into that floor. But oh, for a long time, a lot of buildings in downtown Chicago did not have a 13th right. floor. They don't. I'm not even superstitious like hotels. that, but I, I still wouldn't want to stay on the 13th floor. <laughs> 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 so in terms of religion, this fear may have stemmed from the story of the Last Supper. So Jesus has big old Last Supper with the boys, right? And there's how many of them? Eleven, right? Mm-hmm. And then Jesus, so twelve. But then who shows up? Mary, Mary Magdalene. No, that is... <laughs> but wait a second. <laughs> this is not the conspiracy theory episode. <laughs> but yes, I agree with you. She was there. She was there. She made the 12 there. She's part of the 12, yes. (laughs) But because the way they make her hands and all that, like a female. That's for another time. Realistically, who shows up? Judas. Judas as the 13th guest. And we all know what Judas did. Benedict Arnold. He betrayed his leader, right? Right. They made him an offer he couldn't refuse. Yes, they made him an offer he couldn't refuse and took that. He but he still did it, right? He came in kind of late, though, didn't he? <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did come in kind of late. <laughs> Just like me today. <laughs> but I'm not a Judas. <laughs> According to Mexican time, you're right on time. So, so yeah, so he was the 13th guest. So because of this, the number 13 can be tied to a bad event or something negative. Okay. So like we mentioned, the buildings, the hotels, cruise ships, anything with the level will sometimes not put it in. And even if they did, like I said, a lot of people will refuse to stay on it just because of chance. Mm-hmm. Right? Why would you want to chance it? Yes. You know, why would you book that flight on Friday the 13th? Now, then there is the fear of Friday the 13th. So how did this come about? And again, it goes back to possibly the Last Supper. Mm-hmm. I guess it's believed that the shindig was on a Thursday night and Jesus was crucified on a Friday, Friday. right? The next day. So we put those together, Friday and 13. So when you have a superstition, mm-hmm. especially one that goes as far back as biblical times, like this one, the number 13, things have to happen for people to believe it, right? Like mm-hmm. for it to carry down till today. So I have some events that happened either with the, the number 13 or Friday. Okay, so we have Friday, October 13, 1307. The French tortured a thousand of the Knights Templar, who were a Roman Catholic military order in the 1100s. So they were known as God's Army, according to the Catholic Church. And they fought in the Crusades from 1095 to 1291. Yeah, so these knights were really wealthy. People loved them for protecting their faith, and they would give them money. And they also had a lot of rules to follow and obey. And as men do, word got out that they weren't being faithful. So the king of France, who actually owed them, like, a lot of money, was like, not on my watch. So he gathered them and he killed them all. And it was a Friday the 13th. Friday, November 13th, 1829, 10,000 spectators gathered to see Sam Patch jump into a river in New York from above the Genesee Falls. Just a few weeks before, he had jumped off Niagara Falls, so I guess he felt like he was invincible. Yeah. But he didn't make it. I was going to say that. He probably felt like he said, I haven't died yet. Let me try this one. (laughs) Friday, October 13, 1972, a plane crashed into the Andes. 
I think I talked about this before on an earlier episode about the surviving men who resorted to cannibalism to survive. I think I talked about that before, but their flight wasn't on a Friday the 13th. Also, when Princess Diana died, it is said that the vehicle crashed into the 13th pillar in the underpass at a speed of 65 miles per hour. I don't know how they killed her. That pass, I've seen it. I've been to Paris. But it's small. Is it? Very narrow is it? and very small. Okay. Yes, I, I read the book uh, uh, Harry Spare, and Harry went through that, and he said there was no way. It's very tight in there. He, there's no way they could have been going 70, whatever, or miles. What did they say? Quick. Just a real quick underpass. Yes. Wow. That's what he said. You go in and out. Yeah. Like, so really quick. quick. But, yeah, that was a whole conspiracy in itself. Yeah. Princess Diana. That's a good episode to do, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, wow. Tupac was murdered on September 13th, 1996. <gasps> it wasn't a Friday, but it was a 13th. This was a crazy one, though. A young man in England was struck by lightning August 13, 2010, at 1.13, or 1313 military time, and he was 13 years old. Oh, wow. So, like, his family's probably super afraid. All right, coincidence or not, these stories fuel the fear of 13, and you can find, like, a ton of stories. Something interesting I found, though, is on Friday the 13th, the stock market goes down a lot due to the fact that people refuse to travel on this day or buy. So I guess if you want a cheap flight, you would look on Friday the 13th if you're brave enough. I wouldn't, personally. No way, not me. I wouldn't. I probably would, because I love to just... Yeah, I've traveled on that day. I want to bust that myth, like Miss Buster, Myth Buster, guys. So if you die on Friday the 13th, I'll put it on the gravestone <laughs> that she busted that, that myth. <laughs> did not bust that myth. <laughs> she did not. She busted her ass, but she did not bust that myth. They do, virtually. I want that on my tombstone. People die every day, but like this, uh, they know a lot of these people back then died on... I mean, things happen on the 13th. It's like they kind of carry it on. Yeah, that's what yeah. Mm-hmm. they're saying. Like it gives, it feeds into the superstition that yeah, thirteen yeah. is bad. Ooh, yeah, be yeah. careful because of, yes. because of way back then. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So recently we had St. Patrick's Day, mm-hmm. and yes. if you're from Chicago, it doesn't matter what nationality you are, you celebrate St. Yes. Patrick's Day. You wear yes. green, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I forgot that it was. I didn't realize that it was St. Patrick's Day. But <gasps> I, did the leprechaun pinch you? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I had like I had like a bit of green on my shirt. Because someone in my choir was like, are you wearing green? And I was like, oh. That day I I had to go to a a get together with some friends. And I was Wilma Flintstone. She's all in white. Is that a leprechaun pinch? I know because I wore green. I wore my t-shirt. Green chonies? I was going to say that too. Green My t-shirt underneath was green. And then, you know, when I took off and put on my costume. Then later on, like, you know, I changed back into my so regular green. clothes. I had my green on, so. I had to write yeah, on my Isn't that something, though, how, you, how we're brought up that way, green. Chicagoans? Yeah, yeah that, I guess that's a superstition, yeah. and that wasn't the one I had, but yeah, that's. But so an actual, the actual color for St. Patrick's is yeah. green. No. no. It's, it's ivory. orange. Ivory. No, yeah. it's blue. Blue. Oh, yes, yes they're blue. It's blue. It's yes, they're he blue. Had, he wore blue. Uh, St. Patrick. Patrick. Yeah, yeah, he did. He yeah. did, yes. yes. But they got the green from the Greenland? Or from Ireland. From yes. Ireland. Ireland. Green. The greenery. The greenery. Yes. That's why their the plaid is green I don't think the Irish celebrate oh, yeah. Not as much Irish. as we do. No, they don't. Not as much as Chicago. Yeah. Do. And that St. Patrick or wasn't really from Ireland either. No. No. He wasn't. But no, just came he was a saint, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the the superstition, though, is not the green part. It's actually the four-leaf clover. Oh. So the four-leaf clover, what is the superstition that surrounds it? 
Good, good luck. luck. It's good luck, good right? Luck. Yeah. You find a four-leaf clover, you're going to be rich, you're going to be lucky, you're going to whatever. Now, again, in regards to religion, it is believed that this superstition stems from Eve. Oh. Now, I didn't know this, and you guys are more religious than I am. Wow. But apparently she took a four-leaf clover from the Garden of Eden to have as a keepsake, and so it has been thought to bring a sense of good luck. That's what the Irish believe, though. That's what I was going to say. Is that? this in the Bible, no. or is this a no. legend? I didn't no. know. Okay, no. that's what I thought. So this is an Irish legend. Okay. So that's why they like the four-leaf clover, and then that carried on. Mm -hmm. I always think about um, Eve, how she coerced Adam into doing what she wanted to do him to do here's a question you know how come it's you called know, an adam's apple if eve ate the apple no because he ate it too then. yeah she oh. made him eat the apple she oh. made him eat the apple he was yeah <laughs> he was choking on it no he wasn't no she made him eat the apple it stuck right there you're gonna do a lot of credit <laughs> but i'm saying that you know um women to this day they coerce their their significant other because we learned from Eve. They coerced their men into what? Yeah, I to mean, do you know, anything. to do what they want. You know, because Eve did that to Adam, you know. Maybe that's a superstition. From, a bite of the apple. from day oh. one, you know, taking a bite of that apple, you know. She coerced him into doing it, you know. And Look, he get did. it from the tree. He wasn't supposed to touch that tree at all. Yeah, no. Fruit. Yeah, forbidden that was the tree. forbidden Because the serpent the told her was in there. tell Adam to, to do it, yeah. Apple. But another origin story for the four-leaf clover is also the Celts believe that the four-leaf clover had magical powers and couldn't ward off evil. They also thought if you carried it, you'd be able to see fairies who they believed were tricky, mischievous little creatures. They also Actually, so true with those little fairies. You steal your babies. Now, I talk about the Celts a lot. And just quickly, if you don't know who they are, they were different groups that came from Central Europe that all shared the same beliefs, religion, culture, dating as far back as 1200 BC, probably far further back. Eventually, they spread out over Europe and can still be found in Great Britain, in Ireland, Mexico. No, really, honest. <laughs> Irish yeah. are Mexico. in Mexico. Yeah. What are you doing over there? Fighting, fighting the Revolution War. Man Hogan or James Hogan Story took a whole bunch of Irish men to wow. Mexico. It was just a group, like a. And they were called the San, San Patricios. That's where you see the red hair over oh. there. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. San Patricios. Something wow. else you gotta look. So then I guess the they're everywhere. Okay. The last name too. And and you know a lot of the Celtic beliefs. They are mixed into today's religion, even though people thought they were crazy. They mm. still took from their beliefs, including yes. Christianity and Catholicism. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Now, it is believed, I think somebody said this, St. Patrick would use... No, we talked about St. Patrick, but it's believed that he used a shamrock to explain the Holy Trinity. The Father, the Son, the Son and the God. Holy Spirit. Right. Now, eventually, the four-leaf clover was used to also be symbolic in Christianity, representing faith, hope, love... And God's grace. Martin, I'm not gonna get this done. I'm gonna be here till midnight. I'm waiting. I'm gonna be here till midnight. I've been a nice little girl. Just a nice little girl. That is a superstition because I've never. So does somebody play the lottery? Because I've never heard her say that before. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty strong. Wine, man. 
the superstition of Lucky Seven. How did this come about? It can be traced back to ancient myths and legends. So we have the Seven Gods of Fortune, which is a Japanese mythology, where people pray to the gods. It is said to bring them great fortune, and it can be traced back to the 16th century. There's also an ancient European belief that states the seventh son of the seventh son would be gifted with magical powers. So if six boys are born with no daughter in between, the seventh son would have healing powers. Wow. That was Joseph. He was the seventh son. I have to look that up to see if that's true. Mm -hmm. But he wasn't the healer, though. No, but no. he had special powers with that He coat. was just a... He would build things out of wood. He was a carpenter. He was a carpenter. He was a carpenter, but... He had a special uh, with that coat. Joseph in the technical mm -hmm. dream coat. Isn't that just a play? I, I thought that was just a play. Yeah, too. I don't think that's real. Stop drinking your wine. <laughs> the wine is speaking. <laughs> the wine is speaking. But Joseph, <laughs> they, they, they Joseph, a story Joseph of that, the Pope. I don't read it on the Bible. There's a movie of, of that. So, and then we know from the Bible that God created the world in seven days. Yes. In Islam and Judaism, there are seven heavens. And then seven is said to represent harmony in regards to yin and yang and the five elements of Confucianism. So there's a lot of good surrounding seven. A lot of good. Uh, seven colors in a rainbow. There are seven seas. Yes. There are seven continents. A lot of good. So in a study done, it is noted that choosing the numbers or a number with three or seven actually gives you a really good chance of winning the lotto. Mm -hmm. And three and seven are my lucky numbers. And 11. Three, seven, 11. That's true. Maybe. 11. I didn't see 11, 11 but yeah, 11 does come up a lot too. So yeah, so is seven actually a lucky number? Yes. I don't know. Somebody thinks it is, right? All right, the next superstition I have is the ladder. Bad luck if you walk under a ladder. Oh. Now, this origin is my favorite. This origin can be traced back to ancient Egypt. Wow. Yes. I and I still don't do it, though. I don't. <laughs> I have. I have. <laughs> she won't chance it. I don't, I don't but chance. not for superstition, because I fear that it'll fall on me. Yes, oh. exactly. Oh. If it's one of them really high, You guys used to have a really high ladder, but then again, we were kids. I just remember you guys had a really high ladder one time because you guys were fixing something. I walked under it. Oh, no. I'm scared. I'm scared. It I'm like, scared me. I look at it. I'm like, oh, should I go? No. I climb them. I walk under them. Yeah. I, love it. Mm -hmm. I love heights. So maybe that's oh, no, 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 no. I just go on. I kind of yeah. go around them. So it Excuse can me. be traced to the ancient Egyptians. So when a ladder is leaning against a structure, or even if it's just propped open, it forms a triangle. And the triangle was a very sacred shape to the Egyptians. A triangle represented the trinity of gods. So if you walked through it, it was kind of like a sign of disrespect. Mm -hmm. And they felt that you'd be punished by the gods. And that makes me think of the pyramids. Sometimes when I see people going into pyramids, I'm like, how? why are the, the corridors so small? Maybe you're not supposed to be walking through the pyramid. It's disrespectful. Mm -hmm. Yes. Or even walk on top of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, what was the Aztecs take out of because we also had pyramids and you always. But it, you were always supposed to respect aliens. it. You're not supposed to be on walking onto no. onto the no. top. 
pyramids. The Aztecs, yeah. You only walked up there for, like, what? The sun god ceremonies. Yeah. They're really not supposed to, yeah. So all those people that walk on them are... It's disrespectful. Yes, disrespectful. The only one who could do it was a priest or a holy man. Anybody could walk up the top of the pyramid. That's true. I learned that just recently. Um, Another origin for this one is the crucifixion of Jesus. So when he was hung on the cross... Mm-hmm. A ladder was resting at the base of the cross, mm-hmm. symbolizing for many betrayal and death. So if oh. you walked under a leaning ladder, then you'd probably be hit by a great misfortune. And there's a famous <laughs> painting of Jesus on the cross, and there's a ladder. Yes, there is. there really is? Yes, there is. up against the bottom. Yeah. Yep, I've seen it. I've, I've seen it. I also found something interesting. Back in the 1600s in England, criminals would be forced to walk under a ladder on their way to the gallows. Oh, wow. That's, oh, that's sad. Sad. Yeah. Terrible, yeah. terrible. The poor guys. All right, so this next superstition is actually pretty funny, interesting. So when you spill salt, it's bad luck, right? Yes. Because every time I cook with salt, <laughs> I throw it over my left shoulder. You ever see people like grab the pinch and they throw it over their shoulder? Okay, so you toss it over your left shoulder to cancel the bad luck. But why do they do that? Yeah. So this goes way back around 3500 BC. Really? Listen, so the ancient Sumerians, I think is how you say it, mm-hmm. are said Sumerians. to be the first we know of to say it was bad luck to spill salt. In order to not have it take effect or to cancel out the bad luck, you take a pinch and you throw it over the left shoulder. Apparently, it was an ancient belief that the devil stands behind your left shoulder, yes. waiting for a way to get in. So you throw salt in his eyes? So I said, why not throw a punch? <laughs> You're like, oh. <laughs> But yeah, so they would throw the salt because, so like, okay, you're having dinner, you drop the salt, the devil is trying to get you, so throw it in his eyes and blind him. No, it's real. I do that. I still do that every Can I tell you a story about salt? No. It was about my mother-in-law. She was, she went to go get herself some water. Mm -hmm. So then when she was walking back and she had her cup of water, in her right hand because she's right-handed yeah all of a sudden she was lifted up she just got lifted up by she doesn't even know what um, that most she thinks it was the devil she thinks it was the devil pobrecita she said that she, all she remembers is the only thing she could do was throw the water back at whatever it was that was lifting her and they let her go she fell down real hard on the ground she was very very shaken up by it yeah i remember that so yeah like two days later she went to the doctor because she couldn't sleep and do anything and um that her blood pressure was real high and she was real sick she doesn't know what it was was, but she said that that water saved her and right now when you were saying about the salt being thrown back on the left side it just made me think about it but um another theory though is that Salt was just really expensive back then and a high demand. So at one point, salt was actually used as a form of currency. Now, fun fact, I never knew this, but the word salary originates from sal, the Latin word for salt. Mm-hmm. Wow. Salary? Mind blown. That's cool. Yes. So every time I get my salary, I'll look. <laughs> I, I wish I had as much money as I had salt. Oh, I know, right? We can't, we can't throw it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let me throw a little to the left. I do every time I cook with salt, and it's very rare. I don't use a lot of salt. I do. But, but I always throw it over my left shoulder just because oh. I've always done that for umpteen years. Well, when I was Rachel younger. Rachel told you to do that. Yeah. Before Rachel Ray. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I'm not going to lie to you, but I just started. I had them. I always have for so I was going to say, but as a teenager, I used to think like at the restaurant you drop the salt, which I've done. It's just like when you drop something on the fork, oh you got to pick it up before like the Oh, yeah, that's a superstition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the well, for us, it was like before the devil kissed And it's so, yeah. cool. oh. it's so funny because yeah. I saw my attorney do that one time. It was, I don't know what it was. And I loved, I love this person. I really do. You don't have to name her. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> After she gave up, she's getting defensive here. She's getting defensive. It was just funny to see an address. See a person like that. I'm like, you can't, you can't eat that. She goes, by second rule. In my the devil kisses it. the devil. It's because of the jerk. I've never heard that. The before the devil kisses. Yeah, maybe that is where the rule comes. from. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's just yes. laugh. I'm, I looked at her. I'm like, you're ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and I laugh. And then also in the Last Supper painting, apparently there's spilled salt on the table near oh, Judas. Really? <gasps> Look it up. Look it up. And tell Leonardo me. da Vinci. Okay. All right. The next superstition I have for you is a broken mirror. Gives you seven years of bad luck. Beer? Now, mirrors are super sketch. Oh, mirrors. <laughs> what? Beer. She's drinking too much. She can't hear. They're going to tell her to, oh, Don't bring her tears on next time. Mine is holy water. Jesus made wine. So now, mirrors are super sketchy, right? Mirrors have always been super sketchy to me. When I see a broken mirror, I always think of this, right? Seven years. Oh, somebody has seven years of bad luck. Look, broken mirrors creep me out. They're creepy. Mirrors in general creep me out. It's That's what I'm going to say. A mirror just brings you bad juju is it's what I say. It's another dimension. Yeah. Yeah. Mirrors. That's why I don't have very many mirrors in my house. Yeah. I don't either. Sometimes don't I'll be like getting ready person. in the morning and I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I have to like stop myself. Usually for me it's like this old lady looking in the mirror but then it's, <laughs> it's like where's you know what? Does, does that come from Mary whatever her name is? Oh Mary. Oh, Naughty Mary. Oh. Nah. So where did this uh, superstition come from about the There's broken mirror? Yes, there. So some like to think that it came from ancient Greece. Greece. So a long time ago People would go see a mirror seer. Seer, S E E R. Seer. And they were a fortune teller who uses a mirror to tell your future. Whoa. Apparently, by looking at your reflection, they tell your whole future. Super believable. But many people do believe that mirrors and water can bring about special forces or energy. So it's not too far out there because I think we already talked about water being some type of energy or portal right and i think mirrors are too the art of this divination is known as you ready for this yeah cato patromancy what does it sound like harry potter sounds like a harry potter spell yeah but that's what it's called it's the art of looking or using mirrors to tell the future so the way this would work is they would put the mirror in water they would take it out and have the person who was sick look into the mirror. If the reflection was distorted, then they were going to die soon. Which it is. <laughs> it's like when the witches, they make sure they float on water. They drop, hello, hello. Right there. Like, common sense. And they would like put them in chairs. Like, but I don't see it still. So common sense. It's so <laughs> sad. It's like, of course not. she's going to drown, guys. Yeah. Like, it's... So believe it or not, this actually carried on until the first century Romans, who also believed that a person's health would change in seven year cycles. So every seven years, you'd get a new health update, I guess. True, that is true. Yeah, so if you saw the distorted reflection, then it became seven years of bad health. Not oh, death, wow. 
bad health. So, if you break a mirror today, you're not going to die, at least. Good. But you'll have bad so But you'll bad probably have health. bad health, yeah. Wow. This one is my favorite. Knock so on wood. Mm -hmm. I saw you do it when I you do. got here. Every time. Yeah. I do it, too, a lot. One, two, three. But why do we do it? I so, was just a habit. Yes, a lot of people do the superstition. So, the superstition is to ward off bad mm -hmm. or bring good fortune from happening right Ooh. so by knocking on wood after saying something challenging it's gonna happen or not happen i hope i get the job knock on wood knock on wood yeah. i know a lot of people used to or say i hope that. this doesn't happen knock on wood that was back in the 70s though we still do it though a lot of people yeah so the phrase has been around as far back as the 19th century <gasps> well, few origin stories about this though and the few that are out there people can't really agree but this one sounds pretty good to me so one idea is this superstition came from the pagans for instance the celts believed that certain gods lived inside of trees so if you knocked on a tree then it was believed that it would awaken the god in the tree and they would then protect and bring luck to the person and that's the one that that sounds most believable to me now Christians claim the origin to be the relation of wood to the crucifix mm -hmm. that Jesus died upon mm -hmm. and then there's a theory that people believed by knocking you scare off evil spirits and energy from hearing your wish or goal that you've said that's so they can't you know mess it up for you however a man from the 19th century wrote a book about the lore of the playground and in it, it talks about a game that helped start this superstition. Well, he claims it did. It was called Tiggy Touchwood, and it was pretty much tag. And if you ran and touched a tree or wood, you were not able to get yes. touched. Some other similar superstitions I found to this one were in Turkey, they pull their earlobe and knock on wood twice to kind of like jinx each other. In Italy, what you do that? No. Oh. no. <laughs> she made a face like. <laughs> no, I'm like to jinx each other. Like, I'm, yeah. Like, you got a pool knot. In Italy, they say touch iron to avoid tempting fate. And in some parts of Europe, they say touch wood instead of knock on wood. Mm. All right, then we have the superstition of black cats. Are they good? Are they bad? I like them. Now, I've always heard. I love my little cats. Yeah. Now, I'm not talking like, is the cat good or bad? It's oh. the omen of seeing a oh. black cat. So, I've always heard if a black cat crosses your path, it's bad luck. Except on Friday the 13th, then it's good luck. So, this is traced back to the ancient Egyptians. They Whenever, loved and yeah. praised the cats. Whenever a cat passes in front of me when I'm driving, I always say, God bless. I, God the bless cat, that little cat. sign of the cross. I usually pick up that cat and bring it home. <laughs> I mean, no, it's good that you do say that because I have too many black cats are the most take like people take them. I do. Yeah. I had a black cat. I had a black cat, and I had her spaded and I had her taken care of. And her name was Nana. And she was a witch. Nana, Nana. And she was a witch. She disappeared on Halloween. Yes. And she never came back. And she and you're, never. And, and she was so mean. But I wanted to say one story about her. Because I loved her. I would. Yeah, she was. She was a. Why did you guys name her she Nana? Because she had big eyes. Because she was weird. Like you. She was dark like you. She had big green eyes. I'm like, oh my God, Nana. <laughs> I would say she's a real. No, but she was. She was funny. Oh, so this 
see. I still look for her, but I know she's probably dead now. But I don't know if it was true. She went away. I don't know if it was true, but Louie told me she walked into the closet in his bedroom, and that was the last time he ever saw her. She never came out. Yeah, she never came out. But she was a funny little cat. She She was. was. She was because at night, like if I would go just to check on the kids, you know, they're okay, see if they're okay, and if she was sitting on the couch or something, and I passed by her, she'd be like slapping at me. Slap like, what are you doing here? That's how move over to the I'm like, oh my oh, god, no. what are you doing? Don't do that to me. I walk in front of Lucy and she's watching TV, she'll go, <gasps> she'll swap me. Yeah, she she that. that's why I don't was, like him. No, it does. No, she was, she was, she was a nice cat. She was really I like cat, my black cat, I really liked her. And so this day, I still love We had her. a black cat when we were growing up, too, as a teenager, I, I remember. We called her Mama Cat. Mama cat. Right, Mama Cat. She yeah. got her tail bit off my, her door. My mom had animals, but she, she had green cat. eyes, too. She had black oh. and green eyes. So she was a witch, too. It does no. make me sad. But, but I talk about why we say cats and witches. So... Mm-hmm. So first, the ancient Egyptians, right? They loved cats. They praised them. They saw them as a sign of good luck. Now, this carried as far into the early 17th century. Apparently, England's King Charles I had a black cat that he loved dearly. When his beloved cat died, the king said that his luck was now gone. And guess what happened? The next day, he was arrested and tried for treason. Believe That's why I don't live without a cat. I've never lived without a cat. So leave it to religion to completely change the superstition and make it negative. In the Middle Ages, in certain parts of Europe, they connected black cats to witches, claiming they were companions of theirs or sometimes even a witch in disguise. Now, I will say, the only reason I think they came up with this is because cats are kind of creepy. Like, they're very sly. They pop up out of nowhere. And imagine a black cat, right? Seeing a black cat at night... Back then, where there's not that much light outside, and they scratch you and they, they swat at you. I think if a cat is like black or like mine is black and white, well, that one thing got a little I bit that, of like that south little... side. <laughs> <laughs> all the cats that I've had are from the south side of Chicago. <laughs> they all have attitude. <laughs> got attitude. Them south side cats. So they believed that? that if the cat crossed your path, that's the devil watching you. So this is how the bad luck became associated with the superstition. And then from then, we know the Europeans came and stole this land and it carried over here. But like I said, I'm just not a fan. I don't like the attitude. Yes, they scare me. They scare me. (laughs) (laughs) So I wonder why only black cats, though, and not black dogs. Were they because they were considered the witches familiar? Maybe. Or, that is so true. Yeah. Like, I why not? That. You know, I always yeah. thought about why that. Why not any other color? But you know what? When I see a black dog, it kind of scares me. I look at them, I'm like, oh my gosh. He's so dark looking. I like Chance. But I've told dark. Ricky, look at Chance's eyes. Chance. But when you look at his eyes, they're human. He does scare me. He does scare me when he growls. He's got a mean eyes. I've never seen a dog with eyes like Chance. They're not like they're not like They're people eyes. They're white. Just like No, listen. He's a sweet dog. Excuse me, I was peeing. I was peeing in the back and he was looking at her. 
I had to, I left the door open because your little Alan was watching television, you know. And but Chance always follows me everywhere. Yeah, me too. He's very close with me, and I love my Chance. Don't you get me wrong. He laid down, <laughs> looking at me, and as he's looking at me, his eyes. I don't know. They're they, human. I'm, yeah, I don't know how to explain yeah, it. I've told you. I was like, they are. Oh my gosh, he's creeping me up. Yeah. If I stare at him there too much, like, I'm I like, I feel like a person is stuck inside of me. No, not. But I just felt here. <laughs> like, wait, dogs do that because that that means like you're his leader. He's taking care of you because you're peeing. Yeah, because you're most vulnerable when you're using mm -hmm. the bathroom. Right, right. So animals and packs do that. If somebody's going to the bathroom. They all watch to make sure nobody sneaks up on them. Scotty so always says Skippy's eyes were like people's eyes. Really? See, that's the other one. Who? Skippy was. He would be right there by the door like a little soldier. Skippy was a Skippy. Come here. He would look at me and then he would turn back around. Yeah. Wait for, yeah. Wait for her to come. Wait for Marisa. But he had the light. Like that was um, the chances are like chance. Blue with the brown inside or the black inside. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're like cute, like people eyes. And then sometimes he makes them big like this. Yeah. <laughs> I, noticed, I never noticed, but he's a, yeah. he's a sweetheart. He's a sweetheart. And he's yeah. a good dog. He's a very I even good. tell him. But that's what I was going to say. Dogs could never be evil. So I think that's why they chose the cat. Because my Lola's an angel. Devil, uh, like one oh, of their hairs oh is devil. I do call don't my cat Lucy. Don't tell me about Lola, man. My Lolita's an angel. No. She could never. Oh, Lola, Lola always wants to beat up Marisa. He always yeah, I know. Bite me. She wants you to want me to toss the toy to Wally and um, oh, and that? Chance. And she you took the toy and put it away. And I went and got it and threw it. And after that. All right. So the last superstition I have here is saying bless you or salute. When somebody sneezes. Oh. Now, most of us know this one, and it is the most well-known superstition. Everyone uses it. It's become more of a courtesy more than anything. Uh -huh. Most of us also heard that the explanation of the superstition is to ward off the evil you just sneezed out of you. Or some say a part of your soul escapes when you sneeze. So that's why people that's started saying bless you so that the devil doesn't take it. Yes, there's but, a saying too. But this actually may have a much darker meaning. In the 14th century in Europe, the plague killed millions of people. I knew this guy. So when anybody would sneeze, it became a small kind gesture to say bless you. So in other words, don't die. Because it was very common for people to be sick and die. Uh -huh. So they would just say like bless you. Bless you. Yeah. yeah. There was just so much death back then in mexico too my mother used to say Diosito lo bendiga, mijo. Diosito, yes yes something, yes. Yes. something about the before the devil gets you yeah, yeah. uh-huh my mother the only one i know is don't let the door hit you where the good lord split you oh what? that's a different one oh, yeah <laughs> Different one. Wow, I never heard that one. I've heard that. I've never heard that. I've heard, get the hell out of here and don't let the door hit you. Don't turn back. That's got the same thing to do with that. That's the same. That's what I heard. I've heard that at work. People say that when they, when somebody, they got sick of somebody and yes. they would say that word. Don't let the good Lord. That is funny. So, yeah, yeah so funny. there are. Oh, infinite superstitions. Mm -hmm. um, just really quick before we go, um, here's some that you might have heard. Cross my heart and hope to die. Stick yes, a needle yes. in my eye, yes. which is like a poem. It's actually a poem, I found out. But it's like a vow of truth. 
you're promising that the cross in my heart is a sign of the cross, meaning you're being faithful or true to whatever you're saying. Well, I always did it as an X, like what I would say. I would say cross my heart. Well, it's supposed to be. It's a cross. It symbolizes a cross. See? Not a next, honey. She's the youngest here. She didn't even know that. So that's what I'm saying. Like, these superstitions get passed down. You don't even know why you do it, you know? If you have hair issues, rub chicken shit on your head. Do you ever hear that? My mom used to tell me to rub uh, vodka shit. Uh -huh. Poop of an animal. Thank God I've never had that issue. <laughs> this one is true. Bags of water hung in doorways ward off the flies. Yes. yes, and that's true because my Juan used to do it always, uh -huh. and it worked. It does mostly. It do worked it mostly on our dad. Uh -huh. Yeah, our dad showed us it that. Yeah. it can also be yeah. a glass bottle of water. And oh, really, you know, because the the oh. flies don't like the the reflection, the reflection. of them. Yeah, well, they used to come okay. hang wind chimes around their houses yeah. to ward off spirits. Uh, glass glass chimes. Yeah, yeah. see that? Which in the Princess and the Frog, the Voodoo Queen has that tree full of those yeah. glass bottles it's to ward off yeah. evil yes yeah. talking about get on your nerves my neighbors i don't want to say where but um oh my gosh they have chimes oh oh they drive me nuts oh wait, that's true i like them i like it at nighttime you could hear them i like it i have i have one chime probably driving neighbors nuts <laughs> um another one don't put your purse on the floor no right why bad luck. there's a couple a bad, bad luck your financial, financial yeah money your money will just leave what today my friends told me don't put your purse on the bad floor luck. because it'll steal your husband i'm like put it on the floor <laughs> I used to throw my purse all over the floor. Maybe that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Another one is if you hand someone a knife or scissors directly pointed at them, then eventually you'll become enemies. Another one is when you're in church, you must give the sign of the cross anytime you cross the altar. It's disrespectful more than anything, but also can bring you bad luck. I don't that's know if that's of... just a our family thing, but you guys always taught me when you drive past a church, you're supposed, supposed to bless. Supposed to yeah. You always bless yourself. Do you know what? No, no. When an ambulance would pass by you, Oh, I passed by the house. You wouldn't bless yourself. yourself. You're supposed to oh, bless yeah? yourself. Uh -huh. Because oh, you don't know if they're... Pocket. If they're, um, she has an ambulance in her car. No, she got something. Oh, oh. she's got the Bible. I started this, um, superstition. I got inspiration from like a show, I think, where there was an episode about like superstitions, and there was one person who they were like interviewing, she was like, Oh yeah, my mom always taught us to hold our breaths when we drive yeah, past graveyards so that the spirit. Yes, I really. Yeah, yeah and I, I, as a kid, I was like, that makes a lot of sense. So I still do that. If we're driving past a graveyard, I will. Yes. I'll, I'll be like, what? I'll, I'll yes, I've breath. never heard that. Yep. No, I've never heard that, Bonnie. Yeah. Oh, same here. Same here. I think that's like not to be offensive or anything, but that's a white people, people thing because that's <laughs> what. All right. Uh, I also heard a lot of superstitions on whistling. You can't whistle at night outside. 
because you'll attract evil spirits. You can't whistle in your home because you'll attract whistle. evil spirits. Yeah, I always whistle for Luckily, my dog. Luckily, I, I don't know how to whistle. I don't <laughs> do do not. I can only whistle sometimes. Um, this one, there's a superstition that in Mexico, my grandma gave us these golden frogs. You remember? And you put it in your wallet. You put it yes. in your wallet, and it's supposed to, so that you always have money. And it's, it's true, I always have money when I need it. Okay. It's even gotten, gotten down to a penny, but I'll still have money in my little... Okay. Well, this superstition, this superstition just says, like, in money. Like, always have money in your wallet, mm -hmm. and it'll attract more money. And I don't like to carry cash, and right now I'm kind of broke. So <laughs> maybe I got to go back to carrying... I used to carry a 20 all the time and i always had money and may, I maybe i need to do that then we all know the superstition of wish on a shooting star it's mm -hmm. a rarity to see a shooting star so of course it's going to bring you luck right yes mm -hmm. picking up a penny that's heads up brings yep. good luck yes back in ancient times metal was thought to protect from evil so this may be how that originated mm -hmm. there's also other superstitions such as blowing your birthday candles you make a wish kissing on new year's wishing on a ladybug if it lands on you mm -hmm. blowing oh, yes. on the dice before you roll them at the I casino, do. right? I do. So many. But what do you do with slots? Just when you're playing, you know, uh, craps. You're you playing know. craps in the alley yeah. in Chicago. <laughs> that's true. It does. That does that. When you don't blow on it, you get craps. Yeah. That's true. That's yeah. true. When you blow that's on it, that's what dad taught me. There's also the slot. 7 Eleven. 7 Eleven yeah. behind everything. That's what my dad taught. 7 Eleven. Oh, you <laughs> So Grandpa taught you guys how to say yeah. Grandpa taught us then. You taught us how to shoot rifles and guns and shoot yes. crabs. There you go. And the bet on the horse. When we went to the horse race, oh, my grandpa. My, no, my dad, my, my dad, I'm sorry, <laughs> we were all together, I remember, and my dad was the only one that stood with me, I said, I better not understand, and he was like, well, we gotta stay, everybody else was leaving, they were walking away and everything, and I was like, oh, I, I was getting all scared, but dad stood with me, and I won, I was so happy, Damn it. Oh, I time. won, he always won, won. that's, yeah, that's where so we happy. learned how to gamble. Mm -hmm. At the yes. horse races. Yep. Yeah, yeah. They would let us pick a horse. Mm -hmm. Grandpa was really good for that. If I go right now, I don't know what to do. There's also the rabbit's foot brings you uh -huh. luck. I'm not sure why. Yeah. I don't believe you know, Every I... time Grandpa would oh. go hunting for rabbits, he'd bring me the left foot. The left I had foot. a stack of left foot yeah. rabbits. Oh, 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 I didn't oh. throw it out. Oh, yeah. And then he got off the left foot and give that man a good luck. Yeah, tell them to make little keychains out of them. But they were. It's not but like you would have probably fermentum and all that crap. It was yeah. too much trouble, so I just get, get up to that to the But we ate we ate the rabbits anyway. Yeah. But I used to tell mm -hmm. her, you should make um uh keychains out of them. I had a whole <laughs> bag full of rabbits left. What? She was weird. There's also make a wish when the clock shows eleven eleven. Oh, I do that sometimes. But I always think about it. When you see 11-11 on the clock, yeah. So, yes. yeah, you make a wish when you see 11-11. There's also the fear of the number 666. Why do we associate it with the I devil? I was just thinking about that. That's Ooh. funny, Manana. And six, stepping six, on a crack. Oh, you'll break your mama's back. back. Right? <laughs> you know, the other day I got in my car and my, my car on a crack. said one. Six six six, and I got scared. She's like, 
out there in the world the list is endless most are similar with slight differences most are based off of religious beliefs like we said they are ways we can express certain emotions during stressful times exciting times yeah. bad times a lot of them football can teach players yes. they believe in a lot of that so. but athletes in general superstitious a lot of us can claim we're not superstitious yet i'm sure you've used one of these in your lifetime and who knows maybe you use them daily so just don't i don't know you just you don't think about it you like bless you right we say bless you yes the important thing about these superstitions is it connects us to our ancestors the brave ones who came before us to create these superstitions to protect us to keep us safe most superstitions have much greater meaning than we know, and I hope you enjoyed hearing some of those today. It was fun exploring these and their meanings. Everything has a meaning, sometimes much deeper than we know. So I hope next time you abide to any one of these superstitions, you think of what Lora said and thank our ancestors for their guidance, whether the situation is true or not. Thank you for joining me today, Tias, cousin, sister. Yes. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun editing this. This is why we aren't allowed to drink that much. I think we're on our, what, seventh bottle? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I stopped. Oh, my gosh. If you are still listening, thank you for staying to the end. That got a little crazy. Tia's gone wild, right? We had a lot of fun, though. I hope you guys learned something interesting. Let me know if you've ever used or done or believe in any of these superstitions comment on my instagram which by the way if you don't follow me go follow me on instagram tiktok and facebook groups and if you're listening on spotify or apple Podcasts, make sure to leave me five estrellitas five stars and if you really like me leave me a review i'd love to read it and if it's a good one i might just read yours on the next episode you can also email me your creepy stories and updates or whatever the hell you want to email me at creepy chisme for you that's the number four y-o-u at gmail.com had a blast with you guys today enjoy your week enjoy your holiday i will see you guys on the next episode gracias por escuchar y nos vemos pronto Creepy Chisme is created for entertainment purposes only. Thanks for listening, and don't forget, stay creepy and spread the chisme. Adios, mi gente.